Welcome back, everybody, to the A Show with the kings of wrestling podcasting. We are here. We are fresh off WrestleMania weekend. Oh my God. We are here with the A Show. And today stands for, well, the A stands for a lot of talking by me <laughs> because I have my co host here on the line, Justin. OG Johnny Five, say a couple words for them, my man. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Listen, my voice, my uh, my voice is eighty percent. Yesterday it was sixty. So, yeah. <laughs> It's a long weekend, man. <laughs> it sounded like a good weekend. I mean, if that's any indication of how this weekend was, this is a perfect indication of how this weekend was. The man no longer has a voice. Two, maybe if it was one day of WrestleMania. Might have been ready, but two days I, of WrestleMania? I went too crazy. I went too crazy on... I went too crazy on, on night one. <laughs> But it was it was stone cold. Night one um, was the night. Night one was the night though. If you had to go crazy on any night, that's the one. It was it was Bianca. I was just yelling. She's different. <laughs> Never seen anything like this before. <laughs> just yelling that shit. Just ugh. oh my god. Um all right, you know what? That is funny as fuck. I can't wait to hear all these WrestleMania stories. So um, pretty much anyone who listens to this podcast, yes. I mean, we got just on an 80% voice, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get this episode. That doesn't mean we're not going to talk about the things we're going to talk about. That just means you're gonna, you're going to have to hear Justin talk about it in a very different voice. And also, you know, just the sacrifices we make to have this thing continue on a weekly basis. Um, the first thing I want to do is personally from me to you, want to congratulate you on the, the AMP, you know, black print AMP. Amazon, that sort of thing. From me to you, I definitely want to congratulate you. Like we've been doing this for quite some time at this point. We've been doing this for a lot of years. You've been partners in this for a lot of years. So for this to become an opportunity that um, you know, to work with AMP, which is to be honest, I had very much so fun on that app when I was playing with it a couple of weeks ago. So I'm mm-hmm. seeing big things for this. But just want to congratulate you and Josh, man. Listen, this is a big deal. This is a big deal for RNC Radio, so I'm just ecstatic in general. But, you know, just it's the continuing. It it inspires me, especially the risk you take and everything that you've done and kind of where you're at currently. When you look at the flash shot from 2015 to now and kind of like the, the trajectory You've done a very great job, my friend. So I want to really congratulate you on everything. I, this is just the beginning, even though we're like deep into this. But I want to congratulate you on everything, bro. Uh, thank you. Thanks. It was. <clears throat> uh, you'll be able to hear about the the machinations, the machinations of this deal on the black print this week. Uh, just came out uh, today, and. Um, it's 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 incredibly humbling and really really awesome that we uh 
we were able to close this deal. I, I, I'm still kind of like, I, like, you know, me and Josh were like, damn, we really got to do this shit now, <laughs> but you know, we can do it. And, uh, we're going to be providing you guys with just so much cool shit, you know, just guests and content and all that stuff. So like, if you haven't listened to the black print, we're seven episodes in, it's one of the best podcasts in the game right now. And we're going to be taking that, uh, to Amazon amp, but it's not going to be like, the podcast is going to be an extension of the podcast so that's going to be the the coolest the coolest part about it i love it i love it this is this is just an amazing thing so you know congratulations to both you and josh who were both in dallas this weekend i'm interested to hear all the stories regarding that i'm just interested to see josh geeked about professional wrestling for a couple days that shit i mean you were there all right so you know what we got a lot to talk about we got a lot lot to talk about but because WrestleMania is on the line. We got two nights of WrestleMania. We got a Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. I think what we should do now is we should move over to the Patreon side of things and begin that conversation um, and talk about these experiences you had and talk about a little bit about Stand and Deliver and all these other things that we're going to talk about on the Patreon. And then we get back to WrestleMania. And I feel like your voice is like, it's it's trying to creep back into the conversation as we're doing this. So I'm hoping by the time we get off Patreon... <laughs> it will be back but how about this let's move to the patreon right now we'll be right back for the main feed okay wrestlemania weekend the 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 bachelor party of all bachelor parties the the group of all groups man um i haven't talked to you about it like just on the phone this is my first time hearing your voice so this is still very funny to me (laughs) <laughs> I keep I keep muting my mic so that I can kind of get the frog out. Yeah, he ain't coming. <laughs> he ain't coming. I mean, I don't know. It might be a little. You might need to coax the the vocal cords. But listen, I've done I've done tea. I've done everything. It it's a this is a deep deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> this is a deep cut. Uh, first of all. I forgot to thank them on public, but thanks to everybody who did our Mania show uh, Ooh, last week. Thank them on public. We'll be right back, baby. Yeah, we got to thank them. We got to, well, thank, thanks, thanks to them. But thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, where do you even start? I feel like I'll be telling stories about last week for the rest of my life. I'm not <laughs> how, how about this? Let's start at, um. let's start. I'm sure there's, I mean, you were there since Wednesday. But Wale Mania was Thursday. How was just yes. that kind of thing, just in general? I've been to Wale Mania. It was an amazing time when I went in New York City. Met so many different cool people. Um, so so many great people, so many great performances, a lot of surprises. Um, you walked into Wale Mania, first of all, rolling deep, by the way, because you got the whole team with you. You got Mark, you got Ty, you got Josh, you got Roddy, you got uh, Dom, you got Eric, you got Pat, you got everybody yeah, it, it was a, it was like a pilgrimage, right? Like it's like a lot of them. I, I what I wanted to do <clears throat> was have them experience why I love this shit so much, right? Mm-hmm. And the community behind it, and how we intersect with that culture. And I'm sorry, my voice sounds so fucking cartoonish as I say this serious shit, but like <clears throat> I wanted to, um. Wait a minute now. <laughs> I really well. It's gonna it's gonna leave again. It's gonna leave again. But 
<laughs> my voice will come back in times it'll 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 leave again. But um I wanted them to experience this stuff. And it was just so great to see my my best friends. These are my, you know, obviously you you too, but these are some of my best friends in the world. And I wanted them to understand why I loved it so much. So like Josh was so excited in the superstore. Uh, Mark was so excited. You know, everyone was so excited. I got to make my own entrance. We should put that up on Patreon, my Edge entrance. That was that was classic, man. I was legitimately happy. You know, I was I've been having a week. So just seeing yeah. that just in general just made me so, so happy uh, of you doing that. So I appreciate you sending that to me. I will definitely put that on the Patreon for sure. Yeah, yeah no, we got to put that. Um, We got to put that on there. I, I you know, it, it was just so great. Just even just listen, no one shuts the shit down like WWE will shut a city down. This is NFL level. It's just it's it's different. No one can do it the way that they did this last weekend. It was almost like you were at Comic-Con. And I went to Comic-Con in San Diego before. And it was just everything was about them. The Omni Hotel said WrestleMania on it. When you drove in the on the highway out there, you couldn't escape it. That is fucking awesome, bro. Like, I, lo- I love WrestleMania season just because of stuff like that, right? Like, when you say they take over a whole city, it's like, it's it's, it's crazy to consider that they can kind of, like, really claim the town, but they do. I mean, they boost the economy, they do everything like that, and the fact that it's two days now just means it's even more. But it's, it, you know, WrestleMania, sh- shit, man. It's just one of the best times. Like, seeing everybody geeked about it, that was the most happy part for me seeing all the photos from everybody in our community and stuff like that and not only just our friends but like you know people who just in you know this black wrestling twitter states seeing you guys I met, met a lot. I met a lot i met a lot of people i met a lot i met okay. I, I finally met dion and and dion was dion was sorry got a notification it's a lot of boss nigga discount shit who happened no boss nigga discount hate to bring that over here but uh <laughs> Dion was like our tour guide he was our tour guide bro and i i love Dion so much like he was he was just so great he got annoyed with us though because <laughs> we are older he was trying to move and i'm like yo we slower we older than you you know what the biggest one was <laughs> what happened i i finally met dom dom griffin they surprised me with dom and I didn't think he was going to show up, but, but Dom, you, if you are in our discard, you know, he's just such a great addition to the community and to our community. And I've known Dom for almost a decade and I finally got to meet him and that was just so beautiful. <sighs> First of all, I completely sympathize with you on the young nigga shit because I remember when Jamal was out here in New York city, he was trying to move a lot. And I, me and Jeff were like, yo, we were like, that is not how we operate currently. We got yes. knees and joints and all type of shit. Like, we were just like, nah, I, I can't move into the night the way he was moving, especially through New York City. Nah, that shit isn't a Jeep. But you know what? We appreciate Dion anyway, because Dion, just in general, I mean, he was, you know, had a little snafu at the Wale Mania, but I think everyone at the end of the day enjoyed themselves. Um, and just experience and just kind of meaning it that's kind of where it is like like when i go to these wrestling shows in new york city too 
it's like i know i'm gonna have a great time because i'm gonna see rob and i'm gonna see nelson and i'm gonna see armand and i'm gonna see jeff J and i'm gonna see kaz and i'm gonna see i see chris sometimes and i and i see kind of everyone in the new york city area sometimes i see manny or, or like a lot of different people it's that's the cool part about going to these wrestling shows sometimes it's like you see it's like a family because we are this you know this this family on twitter and stuff like that and you know not a lot of us get along or whatever the fact it is but when you're able to see each other for the first time you're able to embrace and then able to enjoy this thing just in general um i know you also hang out with cornell too Shout yeah yeah we me it was me and cornell and omas at wally mania in the section and uh hey man like omas is a cool guy he had his moment at wally mania he rapped psa but after he did that he came up and, and, and fucked with us and it looked like he was my security guard <laughs> and um it was just awesome man like we had such a fucking blast and it was just the community side of it i'm, I'm I, it sucks i wasn't able to meet mimi we were just like two ships passing in the wind. That was just so much stuff going on. But um, saw her, saw uh, the franchise who's on Twitter as well. <clears throat> I saw um, was that? Go ahead. Oh, I saw um, who else did I meet? I met. Oh my god, it was so many people. I saw. <laughs> I saw Jalen. I know you said you saw Jalen. Oh yes, I saw Jalen. Oh my fucking god. Saw Jalen. What a cool kid, man. I love him to death. You already know I got a soft spot in my heart for that kid. Uh, we, he kicked it with us. Uh, hopefully, it's not the last time we see each other, but it was just so many people to name, man. Saw uh, Littlefoot. Saw everybody there. It, it was just it was just so crazy. It was crazy. It was a crazy experience. Um, but we, we, I, I'll talk about my actual in the stadium stuff. Uh, you'll probably have to take over the mania part. <laughs> for me of course i know at the point i'm beating you over the head with a thing <laughs> we gotta but we gotta talk about uh nxt stand and deliver i watched or in the hall of fame too i watched both from an ipad in the hotel room <laughs> <laughs> all right you know what let me I, I can i can steer the course on the on the stand and deliver stuff in the in the hall of fame stuff so friday after smackdown which i agree with you um a nothing show <laughs> i watched it but it was nothing that happened. The two yeah. promoted main events happened, the first two matches of the show, and they both were just questionable. I mean, I love Ricochet, so I'm glad that he retained. But the whole, like, you know, Madcap Moss winning thing, I was like, uh, is this, you know what? I was like, whatever. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal doesn't really matter anymore. Um, But that Hall of Fame ceremony, I mean, I love that. Here's my kind of thing. I love that it was such an abridged. People are like, oh, that's it. I love that it was an abridged kind of class because I feel like we've experienced all these Hall of Fame ceremonies over the last, like, maybe, like, four years that have gone on forever. And, you know, last year we had to have two for, like, 2020, 2021. And even that, I feel like, got messed up in a way because it was so abridged, because it was so edited, because it was in front of no people um, that it just didn't even feel like the Hall of Fame kind of feel to it. But this year, I felt like they managed to transform the SmackDown ring. They managed to get everybody out on the stage and away from people and so people wouldn't jump in and try to attack Bret Hart or something along those lines. Um, but they managed to do a great setup. 
We got a very surreal experience in seeing Scott Steiner back in a WWE ring and taking pictures with Triple H. Listen, I feel like Triple H himself doesn't really have any grudges that he holds. And then also Scott Steiner is like, yo, and I deserve this. So what is the point of actually like going back and forth with this whole feud thing and like bygones, bygones, this shit was 20 years ago. Like no one cares anymore. Um, I I feel like people expected him to wall out and for the sake of his nephew, he is not going to wall out anymore out there. Absolutely. Because I mean, there's so much, he's essentially his nephew is like pretty much the future of the company at this point. We'll talk about it on Monday night raw. Um, But that was cool. Um, Charmel, who pe- a lot of people had a lot of things to say regarding her induction to this. Love it. I love this shit. I loved it. It was one of yeah. It was just classy, incredibly. Um, you know, I I love that from a standpoint of seeing not only just a black female getting her flowers and stuff, a black woman getting her flowers. Excuse me. Um, but as she spoke and how she put her time in the wrestling business and how she seems, you know, eternally grateful for the opportunity because not only this opportunity allowed her to travel the world and just be kind of a superstar, but she met her husband. She had her family. It's not part of the family business. She just seemed eternally grateful for this opportunity. And I think that's kind of what this Hall of Fame is really about. Yeah, I, I love Booker. Love, it was just it, it was just genuine. You had the shad thing, hard to watch. Not gonna lie, that was really hard to watch. Uh, but it was really sweet, and mm-hmm. I thought his wife was was handled it really well and told some really great stories. And surprisingly, a lot of laughs in her speech for it to be so such a such a sad topic. You know? Yeah, I agree. I feel like I mean, even us talking about this like a year or so ago. Um, or more than a year ago at this point um you know it affected us and and to see the strength of her and their son and getting up and speaking about this whole situation about their dad's a hero i'm glad he got honored because you know i think a lot of people wanted him honored last year i'm glad we got to this point we're honored this year to be honest with you i feel like this was a spectacular wrestlemania weekend and we got a lot out of it so seeing that was incredible um seeing vader you know, Vader's family, I think Vader, um, despite his, I guess you could say his time in the WWE was up and down. It was very abridged. You thought it would have worked out better, but it didn't. But I think ultimately his contributions to the wrestling business just in general. I mean, when you hear the stories about him, I think if I would tell anyone to go back to listen to anything about Vader, it's that Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast he released probably like it's probably I mean, he was still alive when he did it. Um, yeah but it's you know i would go back to listen to that because that one i opened you know was an eye opener to me and kind of all these experiences and made me really look up and appreciate vader just more than being frankie's dad off of boy meets world Um, (laughs) so that was a great experience and then the undertaker which was i haven't finished it yet (laughs) you haven't seen the undertaker one I haven't finished it. It's long. it's like fifty minutes. Oh, yeah, that shit is long. <laughs> to ten of it is just them cheering. He gets in his bag. The cheering thing was incredible. I thought that was when you look at 
when you look at the Dallas crowd at that show, and then you look at the Dallas crowd on Monday Night Raw, you can tell they're kind of in the same spot that you're in. <laughs> because they gave so much of their energy and so much of their love and so much of you know everything moving forward and sorry that's my you know my heater in the background but they gave so much of everything moving forward to that man for the contributions that he he gave over the last 30 years and to see undertaker inducted into the hall of fame we always knew it would happen one day but just kind of experience it and live it itself i thought that was just the way he decided to give this you know give things back, talk about his experiences, talk about who had the most effect on his life and his career and just in general. I thought it was very, um, it was as real as it gets, if I could quote a Jay-Z and Jeezy song. (laughs) It was as real as it gets. I appreciate it. They gave him the little Janet Jackson headset. I was with it. (laughs) Um, And he just spoke from the heart. And I thought that was... You know, I, I won't spoil the end for you, but you have I'm pretty sure you have an idea of what happens at the end. But um it was just a great experience. It, it really was. I once I finish it, I'll give my review. But um he had just started talking. It was just so like what what happened was after uh um after Mania, I try and watch the show back, and I just got dr- I just got drowned by, uh, I just got drowned by like so much content. It was too much content to take in. Like I'm trying to watch the the Cody return video where he was in the in the in the van in the bus and all that shit. I was like, yeah. I watched his um, I watched his <laughs> is it a media scrum? Um, <laughs> if it is, I watched it, and you know, I watch all. I I watched every I watched everything Cody last weekend because and we're gonna talk about this during the mania section. How fascinating is this? <laughs> like it's legitimately the most fascinating thing right now in wrestling to me in terms of just story and trying to read between the lines of like, is this motherfucker for real? <laughs> like uh, that is so I mean, this is I feel like this Again, we'll get into it more when the mania thing comes on, but um, it's incredible. Just kind of everything surreal, everything that kind of went down this weekend. Um, moving gears from Friday night to Saturday, the matinee show, NXT Stand and Deliver. I'm kind of, now that I hear your voice, I'm very much so glad that you didn't go to that show. Um, <laughs> because... I feel like you might have been cooked on the way to WrestleMania or maybe not. I don't know. It was, I thought it was, if I have to give my overall thoughts on it. So to, you know, just in the interest of you not fucking continue to strain your voice. If I have to <laughs> give my overall thoughts on the show, I thought it was a good show. Um, I thought it's a, you know, NXT is kind of in this place where they're still trying to, I don't think it's going to be the black and gold era. So I don't, we're not going to expect the, I think I'm used to like banger after bang. And you know what? All these matches were good. Don't get me wrong. All these matches were good. Um, But it just had a different feel to it. It didn't have the, and I think it's more so because it was the matinee show because it was for WrestleMania. It felt like the opening to so many things as opposed to kind of its own event. Um, Honestly, I was worried. I was worried, but like, um, I was worried that 
people wouldn't get there in time, but like the show didn't end up starting till seven. So like you had time to like do whatever you needed to do and then get to the show. So like if you did do all of them, it's crazy, but you had time, you know? And um, I think the show was like, I think the show was really good. I, I, I mean, what was the, the dud match to me on that? That I just really I, I can't I can't think of a bad match on there wasn't a bad match on the show. Yeah, it was Trump and what's his face? Tony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that kid's got it. <clears throat> I don't think D'Angelo's got it. I think they wasted a lot. Like for them to waste that really touching moment with Triple H on that match was crazy to me. Like I, I'm like D'Angelo, I I just don't see it for him. What do you think? No, I I mean, I agree with you to an extent. I think it's more so if this was uh, Tommaso Ciampa's send-off. I think they really wanted to... I think they really want to continue to bestow that NXT 2.0, and I'm talking about the Grayson Wallers, the Braun Breakers, the Carmelos, the, um, the I guess the Tony D'Angelo, and I think they con- want to continue. And I do think they want him to be a part of the show because at the end of the day, um, whether or not he can go in the ring as well as he is, he's a character and an entertainer. And I think that's what they're looking at more than anything else. And they're hoping that the in-ring can stuff can follow afterwards since he's still relatively new to all of this. Um, but just overall, I see it's, it's definitely, I don't think it holds up alongside like the things that we see on this show. Like, I don't think he's going to be, you know, at the height of a Braun breaker or LA Knight or country or anything like that. Um, I just thought, you know, it was a it was an interesting send off. I really thought I was like, oh, it's interesting. He's putting the kid over, but I don't even feel like that was worthy of Tommaso Ciampa's last NXT match. If this is truly his last NXT match, um, I think it was. I mean, it sounded like it. Um, we also had Cameron Grimes been in the NXT North American Championship you're like, you're like, you're like, I've been fooled before. <laughs> I think I think he's done though. I really do think he's done. Yeah. No. I've. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that um, which I talk about more on you know lends more to the Monday Night Raw conversation. I'm done expecting call ups because they're never calling these fucking people up. <laughs> well, they're not calling them up in the traditional sense. Right, right, right. You know, they have to repackage like, them and add you know a whole bunch of other clearances and a whole bunch of other stuff that comes. Yeah, with, which, which is fine. Like, like. I don't mind what they're doing with like Braun. I, in fact, I think the integration between the two shows has been completely organic. So would you rather that or all right, boom, nigga just pops up. You don't know who the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's not like, Oh, Monday after all, they just pop up out of nowhere and show who they are and then walk back to backstage. You know, I want them to have something built out. So I'll wait and see on that. No, I agree with you. But Cameron Grimes winning the North American Championship, I thought it was a great moment. I felt like he was going to win it. Um, great touching moment, especially considering, you know, he dedicated this to his father, a lot of different things. And Cameron Grimes is someone that we've always, you know, said is deserved more um, and deserves more and is getting the opportunity to show more. And I think with this North American Championship run, hopefully he'll be able to continue to you know, propel this division that features, I mean, the match featured Carmelo Hayes, Santos Escobar, um, Solo Sokoa, and Grayson Waller, which is a great mid-card division for NXT 2.0 at this point. So everyone looks like a bright future going into this, and I'm, you know, I was very happy with that match. 
Um, MSK defeated Imperium and the Creed Brothers to win the NXT Tag Team Championships. I'm interested to see where they go from here with MSK. Um, since, I don't know, a lot of people, they, they seem to feel a kind of way about them. Yeah. It'll be interesting if they pull a, you know, they decide to move forward with like a heel turn or something along those lines. There's been so many, so much like, it's just like crazy, right? Like, it's like every time they're about to get hot, something derails them, right? And it's like, obviously, I'm talking about now these allegations against Nash Carter. And it's like, they got like a dark cloud over them that's like really like aiming to fuck them up. And I hope that they figure it out because I was watching the show with Cyrus and I was like, I said this before the match and I said, I feel like MSK is winning this because they, they're the only ones that have an actual story coming out of this. And the Creed brothers look like they have a story coming out of this and they're also not ready for the titles. I'll just be clear. but Because I feel like the bigger guy, I don't think he's quite there yet, but the, the, the younger guy is. But like, I feel, um, no, I feel like the bigger guy actually is. I don't know. It's it's very weird. I'm, I'm you know, talking about the, the the thicker one or the tall one. I'm talking about the taller one. I think Julie. I think it's Julius Creed. I think he's got no, he probably, no. He's ready. The other one, the blonde one's not ready to me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's not ready. He's not ready. The blonde, the tall one, could be a singles right now, and he'd be the most exciting thing on the show, in my opinion. I, but um. But I, I was like, are they going to win this? And they won it. And I said, I said, I hope I know what they know what they're doing, knowing that he's got all these allegations going against him. But that seems to be its own shit show. So if I was a company, I'd be like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, whatever. Figure that shit out. <laughs> and we could just strip more of the titles. But like, I hope they get their shit together in terms of just like what's happening now. I agree. Um, Mandy Rose retains the NXT Women's Championship in the Fatal 4-Way. I think this is probably the best that Mandy Rose has looked, but also she was in, you know, we were in the ring with like great all-star competitors and stuff like that. But I think this is the best that she's looked. I think she, I've never felt her as more of a champion than now. And it's interesting, this reign that she's kind of having right now, because I didn't think this would last this long. I didn't think she would be a pillar of this division. I don't think that she would be like considered, like have a reign kind of similar, because now she's entering like the, in my opinion, she's entering the 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 Shayna's, the the the, the Rhea, the that kind of level of reign. I'm she's still not at Oscar point yet, uh, yeah. Bailey point, but I think she's entering like you know even Sasha. I think it's even that level because I feel like Sasha you know um, had some great matches and stuff like that as well. But I think she's entering that point where she's becoming the stalwart of this division which is good for her. And I hope it lends to, you know, a lot more of her confidence with a lot of things in ring, but it's definitely showing that she's a, uh, not only can she hold her own, but maybe she can even begin to lead possibly. Like, I think. Io, one, Io just need to go. Io just need to go, man. You don't need to go. I don't want her back. I don't want to see her on this show on Tuesday. I feel bad for Dakota, bro. <laughs> I feel bad for Dakota too. I was like, why y'all got her winning this thing? This poor girl. <laughs> like, God damn, man. Let her go. Get off her dick, man. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, it just is what it is. I don't know where they're going with this. I just, I, like I said, I just stopped expecting stuff. Um, 
Gunther defeated LA Knight. Uh, good match. Good ass match. <laughs> good solid. Good solid between sports entertainer and professional. Nah, I mean it's just it's just great. Wow, well, Gunther is absolutely a sports entertainer because you know why? He's got a gimmick now, and it's that chop. And he'll do that chop. He could do that chop whether he's a babyface or a heel. If he does that chop, you're gonna get a reaction. Whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, you're gonna cheer it when he's a good guy, or he's you're gonna say ooh if he's a bad guy. Absolutely. I want to talk about the NXT Championship match on Raw. So is that okay? Yeah, no, we shouldn't talk about the main event because I wait, people were confused and upset, and I was like, let it play out. And then literally two days later. <laughs> Let's talk about it when we hit Monday Night Raw. I mean, but that was NXT Stand and Deliver, right? Like this other event that kind of happened. I watched it. I thought I would miss it, and apparently I was, it came on later than I thought it would. Um, I thought I would miss <laughs> it for real. It went at 1 o'clock, right? Yeah, it went on at 1 o'clock. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, but I think um, just in general, I think, I mean, we need more of these NXT takeovers. I think this NXT stand and deliver show, if we're going to do it during Mania weekend, it's a really, really big deal. It just felt like very subsidiary compared to the WrestleMania show, which I guess is fine, but I'm used to because I've been to so many of these NXT Brooklyn, NXT, you know, SummerSlam weekend type of thing. I'm always used to it being an event, part of a night as well. And, you know, it just, it was the matinee. It was the matinee for everything that moved forward. Um, how about this? Let's tap out of Patreon right now because we got to go into WrestleMania. Yeah. The, the WrestleMania adventure. So it, it spend, spend a couple seconds on mute. <laughs> hit the hit, hit the button we're gonna get off of patreon right now so yeah and we're back and we're here to talk about wrestlemania 38 to be honest one of i think we say this like close to every year at this point i think this is like a running thing for every year but i truly not only was this better than last year which i thought last year was incredible as well but this was probably one of the this is like a top five mania to me. And it's I think with the payoffs, the matches, the moments, it was the perfect the timing, everything got time because everything's in two days now. I think what this WrestleMania 38 kind of really showed was that they've managed to get this two-day formula and they 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 did it for the first time last year. It was cool last year, but I feel like we're finally perfecting it now because I think we got a bit of everything and while people were complaining you know people complaining like oh you know new day didn't get the time on the saturday show like they were intended this is the benefit of a two-day because they were on on sunday and you got to see that pretty much insignificant match <laughs> happen on the show and wwe was like you happy you good you straight all right let's let's continue with the actual show itself um wrestlemania 38 Talk about it to me. How was the energy in the building? How was it walking in? How was the feeling um, of this WrestleMania Saturday walking in with, with, first of all, you rolling deep with everybody, championship belts in tow? I've never seen so many fucking belts in my life. Um, hey, listen, A-plus bought one, which made Josh buy one, which made Mark buy one, which made Ty buy one. 
<laughs> and that's how we roll. <laughs> we all had we all had Kevin Owens. Oh, uh, was it Ko Mania shirts? We all had Mania. Like we 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 was a real crew. I've never done that before. You know, that was always like my dream to do that with all my homeboys is to just have a, a whole crew and just roll to WrestleMania and just have our shirts. And we all did it. And I thought it was fire. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we kick off this show, WrestleMania. I mean, I don't know if I want to. Let's talk about I don't want to go match by match because this is just I mean, it, it, can we talk about ranking this mania? Can we talk about ranking this mania? Because I don't want to sound like I don't want to sound hyperbolic with how I feel about this WrestleMania. But I, I think I watched it both nights on TV, and I watched both, and I was there in the building for both nights. The crowd never lagged; they never turned on anything. Anything that you heard on Twitter about like, oh, it sounded like a fucking. It was quiet. Not true. It was hot. Every single match, some more than others. Listen, the Jack, the the Johnny Knoxville shit killed them. They killed it. Bianca Becky, they killed it. They, they were they were live for everything in that building. It, it came across on TV too, in certain points. In certain points. Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. How about this? We're gonna go night by night. But we're not, I mean, I think what we can do is we can talk about the big encounters, the big moments, and then we can also kind of like go back down. It was like, okay, here's here's the kind of cleanup with the rest of the undercard and stuff like that. But I want to talk about the one of the biggest moments. I mean, this is a this is a story. I mean, Brandon, we love Bianca Belair and we love her redemption story. But this is a story about us <laughs> and us being right <laughs> and us. St- letting it play out at the end of the day because we saw this i mean the 26 seconds at SummerSlam led to this moment right here and i think we've never been any more prouder bianca belair and i don't think we've ever been more um solidify that she is the one and i think it's because she's able to come back from this adversity granted if they had swept her under the rug after those 26 seconds it would have been a completely different story but the fact mm-hmm. that you managed to stay the course, managed to stay relevant, managed to continue stacking up wins, managed to get to this point right here, and Becky Lynch doing the best that she can in this moment. Becky Lynch, I think, transformed her entire style just to feed this woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, I feel like the amount that she gave to this. And yeah, you know, a lot of it's for her as well, but I do feel like Becky Lynch lent so much of herself into this feud and and you know she could still be getting cheers today she could still be the man but i think she compromised um a lot of her character in a good way but i think she gave so much to bianca during this feud and it led to probably the the best match on wrestlemania saturday one of the best matches arguably the best match i mean it's it's the best match of the weekend let's just stop let's stop sugarcoating it let's stop sugarcoating it it's the, it was the best match of the weekend. It was people that like were into that shit. It was people that was fucking with it from moment. I I saw little black I saw black girls, little girls standing up the whole time in my section. I saw white country Texas niggas standing up for this for this in my section. She is the one. Let me be clear. 
this was the this was the direction. This was the direction. Stop saying that shit. <laughs> this was this is what they were planning on doing. I mean, from the moment, no, no, from the moment, point. <laughs> from the moment Sasha didn't clock in in August, they said, "All right, cool, bet." This is the direction we're going to go. 26 seconds is fucking dead. It's dead. Now you speak of it as that was fucked up. 18 seconds. That's how you speak about it, in my opinion. What was that? I said you speak about it similar to Daniel Bryan's 18 seconds. Yeah. A moment that led to so much more for all of us. For all of us. The entrance with TSU. The blackest fucking entrance in WWE history. Can I say that? You can say that because it's true. <laughs> I can I say that? It's the blackest entrance since uh, I saw it on Twitter since John Cena had that Harlem Boys choir. <laughs> yeah, but this this is this top stack is actual. It's an actual black person, not a Puerto Rican. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John Cena, Puerto Rican. Uh, <laughs> no, this no, this, God, this is incredible. This is incredible, bro. She's the one. She's the one. Everyone I was with, it was surreal. People that I took, like Eric, that don't even watch wrestling, saying that that was the, the, the thing that stuck with him the most because of the story. And you had Dom explaining to him the callbacks from 26 seconds to all the times that Becky beat her, how she did it, count outs, rolling the tights, trying to use the leverage on the ropes, all of that shit. None of it worked. What a story. Shout out to TJ and Molly Holly for that too. How scared. Okay, in the in the arena or in the stadium, how scared were you at home at the first did the manhandled slam? Yeah, how how scared were you? I was not scared. I was but here's the thing. I know that they were gonna I I feel like I know I don't know Becky Lynch personally. But I know that she knows. I know she's a student of the game, and I know that she hears everything that's going on. I know she hears the conversations around the 26 seconds. I know that she hears the hate, and she 100% plays it up as embraced to it. I think that was 100%. We need to do this because it's going to get the best reaction off rip. And I never expected it to lead to the end of the match, but I've 100 expected them to do that. And I thought it was just cool. Um I was I was I was texting with my boy and he was like, "Yo, I was scared for a moment." I was like, "They got your ass, but they didn't get me." Um, <laughs> Everyone got scared. Everyone got scared, and like, you know, that's what it was for. The count out was when I was like, "They got me at the count out." The count out was like, "Yo." I was like, okay, if she loses by count out, I'm like, okay, that's that's whack as fuck. Because you know, Manny always has a screwy ass. You know, like a, a weird finish. If you if you not in the main event, and, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the, the next match, right? Like, cause they kind of had, uh, I don't know if it was a screwy finish with the the Charlotte and Ronda one, but no, I wouldn't say that. I, but I think you could you could get away with a Charlotte victory, not leaving everyone, um, you know, going home kind of upset or confused because you have Stone Cold fucking Steve Austin coming out after that. <laughs> right, right. But um, again, I mean, just to kind of wrap up the things with the B- Bianca and Becky thing, I mean, that KOD, it felt like a slam fucking dunk, bro. 
Like it felt, oh yeah, that felt like an exclamation point. That felt like the thing. And you know, um, Bianca Belair does it again, runs it back. WrestleMania 38, Raw Women's Champion. It is her division now. They did not have Becky Lynch come out on Monday. Um, I think that was done on purpose just to kind of let it all sink in, just to let it all kind of breathe and get back to regular programming next week. But um, we'll wait till the Rough Riders quit doing their thing. Um, yeah, Meek Mill, chill. <laughs> but that was an amazing thing. Um, I mean, while we're here, let's talk about Charlotte and Ronda since we're, we're since we're talking about the women at least. I thought it was a good match. I was told that Ronda wasn't it. I was told that she wasn't over. I was told no one gave a fuck about this shit. That, that was all proven wrong to me. It's time for us to just stop listening to Twitter, niggas, in general. Because that match was hot. And I said during the show, they have to do something different from Bianca and Becky. They have to do something way different than what they just did. And they did. And I thought that they, I thought they pulled it off with Ronda having a counter for everything Charlotte did. To a point where you now see Charlotte knows that she can't beat her on a regular sense. And she had to cheat to do it. Absolutely. I feel like this match, I think what you said was hold true. As long as this match is different than the other match, it's going to be fine. Like, it just can't be in any other circumstance kind of similar to this match. And I think that's what they pulled off. I look. I don't know if I predicted it, I could, but I felt like Charlotte was going to win. Just because I feel like, I guess, I mean, I always felt like we were going to run back to run the thing anyway. Um, but Charlotte winning adds a little bit more to her career, takes a little bit out of Ronda, but you also get to build Ronda back up. I think Ronda herself um, needs a, I mean, we needed, I felt like going into this, we needed a stronger story. And I think that's what we're going we're gonna to get out of this. But um, right. Charlotte Flair retained SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Incredible moment. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. This is the be- this is the beginning of their program. So like, even if Ronda had won, it wasn't going to be over. So Absolutely. I'm fine with it. Um, like 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 Becky and Bianca. Like I know a rematch is coming, but that felt like to me like if they don't ever do go go against each other again, that's the perfect blow off to it. You know. I agree. Um, let's talk about another major surprise from this weekend. And by surprise, I mean, not really surprised because we told you all this like a month and a half ago. We told, we told you guys in February that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes officially makes his WWE return at WrestleMania. Can I keep it a, can I keep it a buck with you? A, a big old buck with you? What's up? He kept his music, right? Yeah. They need to mix and master it a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm an audiophile a little bit, of course. So when I hear these, you know, when I hear the Charlotte Flair themes, when I hear the Bianca Belair themes, when I hear the Becky Lynch and stuff like that, I know that it's loud and it's WWE has made these for the people. Cody Rhodes theme might, it's it's amazing, but it might need a little bit of tweaking. But was it like raw? Did you feel? I didn't feel like it was too loud on the in the, in the um. I didn't feel like it was in this. Maybe so that wasn't me. That wasn't just me. I just felt like it wasn't loud. Like it didn't like 
it didn't hit me like you know like it, it didn't hit me hard when it came out but i thought it was incredible anyway that he still managed to keep his theme through all this and keep the entire gimmick as well i mean not that i expected him to change too much because i think at this point he has garnered the cachet and the liberty to be able to kind of you know move how he wants to move and this is kind of like what you do right right no i what shocked me and this is the most fascinating uh this most fascinating thing in wrestling to me he kept everything that he had at aw and he says in interviews with masked man that's what he asked for was everything everything to be the same we were waiting for the theme it was the same theme the crowd fucking knew it mm-hmm. i thought it was it was what a moment for even at raw they knew it um I, you know what's shocking to me? WWE, they some motherfuckers, man. Like, as far as marketing, they're marketing him like the new Xbox, the new PS5. <laughs> came out, Meals. What? The Variety article was out. Mass Man announced they're talking to him after the show. Uh, what media else came scrum, out? Media Scrum. I watched that shit on Sunday, bro. I watched the hour thing on Sunday where he, he talked. He essentially, I mean, it's beyond just that. And he has the Ariel Hawani interview, which is somewhere on this thing. Shout out to, by the way, shout out to Ariel Hawani because he's got some great shit over the weekend. Like, I'm just, I'm in jealous. I'm in awe. I love his work. Um, but, it's like, I don't think you could explain it any better. They treat this motherfucker like the new Xbox. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He nailed it. And they had everything ready. Comments, everything, like. Tony Khan, I mean, not Tony Khan. Get the fuck out of here. Nick Khan don't play. This is not a game. This is yeah. We do business yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 not only that, the merch was out. <laughs> the merch was out. Oh, they, they, they done swapped out some, some, um, what did they swap out? They swapped out a couple, uh, a couple of them happy Corbin tees and threw on some Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Have, they didn't have none of them shits. They just swapped out a couple of the WrestleMania day tees. Uh, they they swapped merch every day of the of the show. So after night one, they swapped everything with like the aftermath of the KO stuff. They had a they had a, a animated KOT like it looked like a cartoon mm-hmm. uh, of of that match, and um, they had the Cody merch. But that, you, you got an email. He already had. Remember, I said he was at the PC. What do you think he was doing there? Fuck you think he was doing there? Drawing some shit because he had some t-shirts and yeah. <laughs> Taking pictures of his merch. He had a press release like he's Michael Jordan from his own damn agent. Come on, man. He couldn't do that in AEW, bro. That shit is crazy. They ain't fuck with him at all. <laughs> I think I think like a, a close second of match of the of the weekend. I will put that up here. I will put that up here. See, so that see that was what I was hinting at, kind of the the argumentative thing, because I thought this was an incredible match as well. And I think when you talk about them managing to have him keep everything, kept his style of match, the style of I like that over the last six years since he's been gone, five, seven years, six years, or whatever, and they managed to the near falls, everything of the sort. I mean, they kept it all. Uh, I mean, like, he's not going to wrestle Seth all the time, you know? 
Yeah. So like, I still have questions about him facing a, an Ezekiel or, you know, but in, in general, in general meals, the level of competition he has in that company is far better than what he had at AEW. Let's just be honest. You've got now AJ Styles, Edge, Damian Priest, Finn Balor. Uh, who else? I'm missing people. I'm, I, Roman, Brock, uh, Riddle, Randy Orton, which he's faced before, but not like this, of course. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of people he could face where you, even if he's not facing Seth, He's a top guy, so he's not facing no bags of bags of water, right. so to speak. He's not he's not facing brooms out there, so like he's gonna have good matches, and he's gonna be able to cut the same promos he's able to do. And we'll talk about the raw promo, unless you want to talk about it now. But it's like that moment, the, the the ground shook on that moment, and he became one of the most talked about moments of the weekend. Whereas you could barely get him to. They, 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 you could barely get people to talk about him when he was on Wednesday nights. Yeah, nah, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know what? I think just him being as candid about this, I think them playing it as like, all right, elephant in the room, let's talk about it. And it, I don't think at any point he had said the words AEW, but he definitely referenced it many times before. I think he, you know, at this point, he realized, and this was kind of our problem with him, right? Like he's the EVP of the company and like it kind of seemed because he has that title, a lot of things looks different in the light. Like a lot of things, especially when you compare him to the rest of the roster, when you look at his entrance compared to the rest of the roster, it's completely fucking overkill on Wednesday nights. On Raw, I mean, it's still a little bit of overkill, but it's, you know, this is Monday Night Raw. This is WWE. They have the budget to do these things if they want to. Um... But he admits during these interviews, and I, I, I forgot what it is. I don't know if it's Wrestling Insider or Inside the Ropes or whatever these things. But I suggest everyone go check that media scrum because he's very open about. He was like, "Yo, I really, I don't want to be an EVP anymore. It just wasn't for me. Um, being responsible for too many things. He just kind of wants to focus on making bread." and a lot of it and being a wrestler at this point i think that's kind of all he wants to focus on and you know he talks about his experience you know being hidden before coming back meeting with triple h all these other things and you know it's a it's a great experience cody being back this is the carpet being rolled out in the biggest form ever and now he just kind of has to live up to the hype right like he's signed a multi-year agreement he made sure to say that he's like it's a multi-year agreement baby and he's still going to do some things that he wants to do but you know um he signed this multi-year agreement and now he's just gotta he has he made it my sister's side on the wwe championship i don't think that could have ever been a thing if he didn't leave and come back so no nothing and the thing is because he was an evp because he hustled that you know he uh he was able to he's able to get that leverage and we'll talk more about Cody. I got more thoughts on Cody when we get to that promo. But um, Listen. yeah, it was I, I think it was it was the second best. I haven't seen Briscoe's FTR, but this was definitely the second best match of the weekend for me. Um, let's talk about we're gonna get back to the rest of the matches on Saturday night, but let's talk about this main event of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens because the way this rolled out, um, masterful, <laughs> masterful. Five stars. Stone Cold Steve had a 14-minute match at WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) 
this is longer than some of the other matches on the card. It is damn near longer than everything else on night two, including <laughs> night two's main event. Um, so Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, we have the Kevin Owens show. It's the biggest. It's the biggest moment in WWE. It's the biggest moment in town. I think it's it's done so perfectly where. It, it happened after 11. You can kind of say, everyone, make sure you turn your television. Stone Cold Steve Austin is about to be on. I mean, that was kind of my energy when I posted the things that I posted on Twitter. It was like, yo, Stone Cold is about to come on. You know, let's, you know, everyone get in formation or the fact. Um, Kevin Owens does his thing, and this is this great moment that he's having. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin out here, and he's berating him, and then he challenges him to a match. And Stone Cold Steve Austin accepts. And these motherfuckers have an actual match at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's like, oof, bruh. Tell me. Nothing. Building. Please tell me. The moment that glass broke. Please tell me. So, um, I was, my phone was, I, I, I had my phone out the whole time. Everyone with us. They, 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 put, I was like, don't put your phone down because the moment I, I just kind of figure out that feeling. I was like, the moment he continues to talk, that's when the glass is going to break. And you saw it in the video. We posted it on the A show, uh, Twitter. The moment when the glass broke, it was without a doubt deafening. It was the right biggest pop of all, did, bro. I could feel it. You want to talk about pops from 2021? This beats all of them combined. This was the biggest pop of all time. Straight up, he comes out. Yeah, I feel like if you measured it, it would be K- KO. Give him his flowers. Give him his fucking flowers. Give him his flowers. He is one of the greats. Think about where he was. Think about the the. Oh my God, KO's leaving because his his head is in the turnbuckle to where he's at right now, bro. He he made it. He made it. If you don't win another title ever. He had a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin in 2022. He made it. You got to pay him whatever, bro. He had the Stone Cold Steve Austin match in 19 years. (laughs) Yes. Not Rock, not Cena, not Roman. KO got that. He's a star off that alone. (laughs) Off that alone. Superstar. Give him, and also in the back, Nick Khan, give him the fucking title too. Off of that too. But, can we just talk about how Stone Cold has booked his return? He's booked his return, how he would do it on his show. This is damn near how he booked it. Damn near. This is a match that hid all of the things he couldn't do correctly anymore, but also with them, the right amount of bumps. Tell me you didn't jump out your seat and your heart dropped to your damn stomach when he took that suplex on the outside. Yes. <laughs> Man, I thought his bag. You was, I mean, it's the it's the Kanye gift of the knock you down video where Kanye falls back and this shit turns into pieces. I thought that was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I didn't know he had it in him, but I felt like adrenaline had his back. To be honest with you, I feel I need to see Stone Cold is a very private person, especially when it comes to preparing these matches. I need to see what was going through his mind, what was going through his entire being. I don't even, you know what? I can even hear it because if he wants to talk about it on a podcast or something along those lines or have a sit down interview with this, with like Pat McAfee or something, I'm down with that because to be able to come back and I think he holds himself at a, at a high regard and he holds himself to a standard 
which is why he never came back because he never yeah. felt like he could live up or work to that standard. And I think to be able to kind of like, you know, get over that hump because it's, it's not fucking car outside. Um, it's <laughs> not a, it's not a necessarily physical hump, although a, a large part of it probably is, but it's a mental hump to get over and say like, I can do this. I just want to know what was going through his mind that entire process because he's having this match and, you know, he's going back and forth. He's taking these beatings. He's getting thrown into the thing. And I'm like, yo, this is insane. Like, this is insane what we're watching. And, you know, he eventually hits the Stone Cold Stunner. He gets hit with a Stone Cold Stunner, which is also insane. Um, Huge pop. It was like, yo, this is the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. He gets hit with a Stunner, bumps for it, and kicks out of it. Because remember... And, and one thing that, that's also cool about it, and I know you're about to get to it, it just took one stunner, not multiple. Because he don't like the kicking out of finisher shit. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. He only he only really does that with one or two people. And I think it's really been Triple H or The Rock. And that's because the feud kind of begged for it at the time. Um, but one stunner. A stun and done. And Stone Cold Steve Austin is the victor. Beer party amazing oh he comes out in the atv i can't even fucking forget that the, the atv oh, yeah. um it was the, you know what you know why this worked for me and i gave it a perfect score because it was more than playing the hits he could have just came out game of stunner stomped him a couple times port beer on him and left right mm-hmm. this wasn't just playing the hits ko got his too ko got his hits in too and i thought that, that it was it was masterful the way that it played out and um it wasn't. It, it was literally not only just a love letter to people who loved him, but it also it finally felt like the goodbye that he wanted, and the type of match that he wanted. And when he said no holds barred, I, I looked at Dom, I looked at I think Pat looked at everyone. I said that's how they get around this. Mm-hmm. And I said it was perfect. It was the perfect way to do this, where he wouldn't have to run ropes. I don't think he ran a single rope <laughs> that whole match, and he wouldn't have to do anything. Say what? No, nothing. And and I, I I thought it was perfect. I went back and watched it, and I was like, it it, hit, it hits even more. Like, I was emotional watching it, bro. I was I was really emotional watching that. I, I I was emotional during two parts, and that was Bianca winning and Stone Cold coming back. Like, you just can't get those, you can't get those feelings anywhere else. Nah, it, to me, when I saw Stone, I mean, when I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin at MSG a couple of years ago, I felt like I could die happy because I never thought I would have the experience to kind of see him in any kind of capacity again. And just to kind of see him live, it's a different experience. You get to know why he's the biggest draw ever in professional wrestling. It's because of moments like this. He'll always have that connection. He will always, I I said this on my tweet, Stone Cold Steve Austin can go down as one of the greatest characters in television history. Like he has that sort of, and it's not like he's written, you know, it's not like it's, oh, it's written well or something like that. The time, the time, everything is just, there's only one Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's kind of it at the end of the day. And and he elicits this, you know, response from people. And it's incredible. Um, to kind of touch about a lot of the other stuff on the card really, really quickly. The Usos defeat Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Shin- I, don't feel like, I don't feel like they were supposed to win that match. I don't I feel like- either, but Rick Boogs. Too much dip on his chip or something. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the eerie thing about that injury, Mills. That was like, I think that was the same leg that he faked injured. So that's why people thought it was a joke. They thought it wasn't real. 
because they had just showed us that video package mm-hmm. where he said that that leg hurt, right? And he does that spot. I think he's done that spot before with them. Yeah. And it just shows you that it, it can happen anytime. And, and not, it, it, I just feel really bad for him because that was supposed to be his moment. And it got taken away from him. And, you know, and especially with Shinsuke, that was his guy, man. And it just sucks so much. And Mike's Hard Lemonade, it was the match, man. First of all, well, in general, but... They were all they were all set up to win and and have a big moment and that just happened. It's just like damn, sorry, Mike's. <laughs> I know y'all wanted to have something to post on your Twitter, but <laughs> I mean, you still post this shit. Post the entrance, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre defeats Happy Corbin. This is the first time we ever see someone kick out of the end of days. Um, I guess worth it for the encounter that it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I I I mean. Drew should be the next guy. He should be the next guy. He's ready. It's either KO or Drew. It seems like it seems like Seth's gonna be preoccupied with Cody. So give it to have Drew and KO or somebody face Roman again. You know, like just just have it. Even though it's probably gonna be it's, it's gonna be Brock, isn't it? It's gonna be Brock. Never mind. It's gonna be some stupid shit. Um, and then also in the I don't even know if this is surprising, the Miz and Logan Paul defeat. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Logan Paul had the crowd in his fucking hands. <laughs> he looked good. He looked great. He looked great. I, I mean Three Amigos, the frog splash, the the pause. It was very a lot of these like professional remote, you know, wrestling cues that even, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like even to an extent that, you know, I feel like Rhonda sometimes rushes through. Not to say Ronda isn't great at this because I think even when you look at her debut match, I think she got it. I mean, she's in the ring with three amazing players and all this, but I think even though in some of her matches, she rushes through this Logan Paul, just managing to hit the moments at the right time, hit the hard cam at the right time to have all these things and know what works with the crowd and what isn't. I mean, it was a great showcase of his skills, man. I hate to say it, man. Everything them boys do, they, they, they're good at, I hate to say that. Everything they they attach to, they 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 get really good at it, and he looked really good. Now the Miz turns on him, and I think they're expecting like this Miz Logan Paul kind of feud where the Miz is going to be. Oh, oh I had to tell you, 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 I had to tell you. I, tell you. I waited for the show for this. This is my theory. You want to hear it? Please tell me. So Roman slipped up in an interview last week and said that Logan and Jake were both training. Did you see that? No. He said that both of them were actually training for, for they were both training to, to wrestle. And I said, that's interesting because they did make sure to show him behind commentary. Yeah. Jake, no, Jake Paul was on the pre-show as well. You probably didn't see that, but he was, on the he was that. talking shit, cash shit too. Yeah. So like he was on there and I said, that's interesting. They, 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 they didn't have him ringside. They just had him commentator side. So I was like, okay, maybe they're waiting for something. Miz goes up to Mark from the real world. And I'm going to tell you right now, you know this. They will not put the camera on you. Right. If you're not important. If you're, and they will probably tell Miz not to do that and to move away so they can get his shot at the end. What if it's the ultimate reality showdown? Oh my God. Don't say this because I'm. Where you, where you have Miz and Mark 
versus the Paul brothers at Money in the Bank in Vegas, where the Paul brothers fight. That same weekend, there's a UFC card and something else. What better way to do that? It's only a couple of months away, Mills. Have Logan Paul come back in a couple months. Listen, listen, listen. Don't even tempt me with that. Because you know I want to see road rules in the real world get back in the bed. <laughs> but, but, but doesn't it make a little bit of sense? It makes a little bit of sense. But I also think that um, that's a tall task for Miz. That's a tall task in general. I think for Logan Paul and Jake Paul kind of on their own in a tag team match. I mean, the Miz is definitely there with them. But I feel like they would need someone else on their side. Um, I think if they continue to train, they can plan out a match where they can memorize all that shit. Because that's all Logan was doing is memorizing what he was supposed to do. No, because even right. Miz, even Miz was missing cues. There was a point where they he went up for the six one nine, and Miz hopped up too early. <laughs> and I was like, Miz, chill, chill. Right. Shit, I'm a chill. But no, you're right. I mean, the whole Mark Long thing. If you don't, you, you guys, first of all, also Mark Long is fucking ancient. So I don't even know if they would do that. <laughs> no, I love Mark Long. I've met Mark Long many times. He's a. But wouldn't you, wouldn't you feel more comfortable Miz being on his team where he don't have to do much, but do like a clothesline I've, and take a bump? Absolutely. Mark Long is still one of the strongest guys that he's, he's huge in stature and celebrity and power and strength, he can do this. Um, so, yeah, I would feel comfortable. It'll be interesting. If you get The Miz and Mark Long versus Logan Paul and Jake Paul, that would be business on another level that I'm not fully prepared for as of yet. I'm just not. Yeah. I'm, I'm there, but I'm not. Um, right. So that's interesting. So that was WrestleMania Saturday. Maybe we can rush through WrestleMania Sunday. <laughs> there wasn't much. I mean, it's, it's really to me like. How was WrestleMania? Sunday that experience I mean I'm pretty sure I know basically from talking to all of you guys that you guys are pretty much aching <laughs> you know we were we were hurt we were hurt I mean it was the last day we were tired you know we get it the crowd was not tired there were there was a bunch of people who weren't there the first day that were there the second day um because we had the same seats but there were different people in the seats both days so like I definitely see people either having switched seats or not come back or something like that. Right. So like I noticed people were getting upset at Undertaker coming out twice. And I was just like, well, it's not really fair. You know, it's not fair to the other people that they don't get to see him, but, but everyone else gets to see, like, I think it was a cool moment. And plus he's from Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't see the problem. with it. You got stone cold twice. That was incredible. That was a great surprise. That was a great, I'll be, I mean, maybe we can talk about this first, the whole, you know, the Pat McAfee, Austin Theory match, which ended up being pretty much, I feel like if Adam Cole was stuck around, this might have been an Adam Cole thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Might have, might have. Um, but it's an Austin Theory thing, but nonetheless, Pat McAfee kind of played up everything that he kind of did in NXT, which shows that the development <laughs> developmental system works, right? Um, yeah. But uh, he had a great match with Austin Theory. He ends up defeating Austin Theory, and then we get the match. Maybe we were wrong in the Simpsons, man. Maybe the match was always supposed to be Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee, and we got the match. They was, they was, they was. I know they felt somewhat vindicated, but that was not what was advertised. So, like, I'm not giving them the, I'm not giving them the dub on that one. Absolutely. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm giving a dub on that. We got Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAfee in a singles match. The whole time I'm texting with my homegirl, I'm like, yo, I just want fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin to come out and stun this nigga. That's all I want. And that's what I felt like they were like building up to because one, this made no sense. And two, like Mr. <laughs> Mr. McMahon was beating the shit out of Pat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. it was like an old SmackDown game or, or like WWF No Mercy or something along those lines where you can play as Vince McMahon and really beat up whoever the hell you want. He was beating the hell out of Pat. Pat taking big bumping on clotheslines, you know, toss over the rope. Uh, <laughs> he ends up getting pinned by Mr. McMahon, and we get that moment right there. And they're gloating, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin once again. How was that again, man? I couldn't deal with that, man. Two times in one weekend, I was like, "Yo, can you come back on Monday?" And let, and let me tell you one thing: it was it was louder on Sunday because they knew what he came down there to do. And I said, "Yeah, they got to kind of do this one more time." Yeah. And then, I, and then I wish that they didn't do it one more time. <laughs> Listen, editing got it. Editing got in their bag with that one. People were so upset. They were like, "Yeah, they edited." It. I'm like, "What the fuck did you expect them to do?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the ugliest motherfucking stunner I've ever seen in my life, bro. That was the ugliest. But it's, I think, I'm assuming he didn't expect the kick. He just expected the stunner. <laughs> and what was funny, the funny thing about that is Pat McAfee said, he one, he didn't know Stone Cold was coming out. He was just told to sell on the outside. He didn't know he was coming out until he said, um, that the kick is actually the worst part about the stunner because it's literally the toe, like the, the 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 toe of his boot hits you in your gut. And he said that part that part hurt more than anything else he went through that night was the actual kick from the stunner. Stone Cold Steve Austin beats your ass. Like I felt even bad for KO because I know it's not that KO can't take a beating, but he was hitting for real. Yeah, Austin is notoriously known for laying that shit in. Got to make it. Real kid, <laughs> he was hitting for real. Those punches, he was. I'm shocked that he didn't have like. There was a bunch of like people who had fucked up faces <laughs> come Monday. So like, I understood why they didn't have everyone do everything on Monday because they were beating each other's asses. Like AJ got popped with pyro on Sunday. Edge got popped a couple times. Like Cody got fucked up during his match. Like they were going in over the weekend. So I get them having a rest. Absolutely. Um, let's go through the matches on Sunday real quick, and then we go to the main event and kind of talk about how this all goes down before we head into Raw. Um, RK Bro defeats the Street Profits in Alpha Academy. It's still the best thing going, so why the hell stop it? Yeah, don't stop it. Never stop it. Yeah. Um, Bobby Lashley defeated almost at WrestleMania. Incredible. They were ready. They were ready for that motherfucker to be a baby face, man. They were all in. Yeah. And now he's back solo dolo. It's just interesting. We'll see how it sees. We'll talk about it on Monday Night Raw, but it's interesting he's back solo. Um, Johnny Knoxville defeats Sami Zayn in arguably, in my opinion, the match of the night. It was. It, I, I would not argue that. I wouldn't argue that. And at I all. say that because unfortunately I fell asleep a little bit during the Edge and AJ Styles. 
it it was it was hiring. I, I I it was interesting. It was quite a choice to have Edge and AJ have a New Japan match in after that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, uh, highlight highlights was, of this Knoxville Sami Zayn thing to you. What would the, what did the crowd go up for the most? Watching Eric watching Eric during it because that was that was definitely the Eric Abris match. That, like that Eric is my my best friend, my best man and. He was waiting for this match and it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint him. I, I think the hand, the hand was, was we could the on hand. camera. So I never saw the hand until it actually pulled out. But I assume you guys saw the fucking giant hand sitting in the corner waiting. Yes, we saw it. Yeah, we saw it. Um, they had tables, the, the, the mouse traps, um, the mouse traps, the, the, the Al Snow Memorial special, even though he's still alive. Um, but the bowling ball, the bowling ball stuff, like, we man. With the, the that was Stone Cold Pop, Stone Cold Pop, when he came out. Yeah, listen, Sammy's one of the greatest, greatest of our generation, man. He's one of the greatest of our generation. It's it's proven right there. No one could have pulled that off the way he did it. Nobody knows. He has a picture on his Twitter with Kevin Owens, and what does it say? I think it says that uh, we rock, we rock, we rock. I was like, you damn sure do, man. Like, to see where you guys came and to see where you guys are at, I would have never thought in a million years that Sami Zayn from NXT, the guy who I never thought could turn heel or never should be heel, um, ends up as a heel and in this amazing, huge, incredible encounter um, with everything. And, you know... Did I, did I say Sammy should have lost? Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. I remember I, I switched my vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, was, right. I was like, I was like, Sammy should lose because I mean, he he's still Sammy. Yeah. There's a story coming out of that. Um, damn, I think Sammy took it down. Unless it was on KO's page, well, might have been on KO's page. Yes, it was on KO's page. We rule. Ha! Huh? That's so funny. I'm so happy for them, man. I really am. Like, just as a as a fan, um. The streak is over, my friend. Yeah. Sasha Banks finally got one at WrestleMania along with Naomi in a fatal four-way match for the tag women's tag team championship. Naomi Sasha Banks wins it. Black women are undefeated at WrestleMania 38. It is an incredible feeling. I was happy for her. Um one for seven, hey. <laughs> All you need is one, baby, to get on the board. One for seven, hey. <laughs> Best out of 11. You know what I'm saying? Best out of 15. Big head. Big head. Best, Best out of 15. You know what I'm saying? You're not out yet. Um, just great effort by all women involved in this match. I, I can't say too much more about it, but I think it was great effort by all women involved, and I think Naomi and Sasha Banks are the clear winners. I think... Judging by them playing that promo on Saturday night about Sasha Banks, I was like, yo, no one should ever complain about Sasha Banks rolling this company because obviously they are behind the shit out of her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they realize that she's a potential star for them as well, and she's treated as such. And, mm -hmm. you know, wasn't no shenanigans, wasn't no Carmela Zelina thing, wasn't no Natalia thing. It's clean win. Just a clean win. He is a whistle. Um, 
you're gonna have to tell me a little bit about this Edge and AJ Styles match. I legitimately woke up the next day and I was like, "Oh, Damian Priest came out." <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't I see mean, any of it. I t- when I tell you, I didn't see. It. I woke up in time for Sheamus and Ridge Holland, which is wild as fuck. <laughs> but I didn't see any of this Edge and AJ Styles match. I dozed off. The entrance was really cool. I remember just, that. Entrance was really cool. Um, the match, it was, listen, Edge isn't going 100 miles an hour anymore. So, like, I don't know why people expected that to happen. I think it was really interesting to have a match where the story is that AJ's moving slow because he can barely breathe because his, his abs are hurt. And Edge is also moving slow because his knee is hurt. And I said, okay, I get it. But after seeing everything that's come before y'all, y'all stayed the course with this. And isn't this just like the story of Edge where the first match doesn't really hit as bad, as good as the second one does, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that's the story of his comeback where I was like, he's doing it again. And I was like, they're overthinking this. They're overthinking this a lot. And I, th- I, I feel like it lost some people in, in the crowd, the one thing. But I think that when they got to the end, they were into it because they were trying to figure out what the story was. I think WrestleMania... I'll be it. You want to have, and I think as it, you know, as someone in Edge and AJ Styles age, and not saying that they old, but you kind of do. You want to have that Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage match. That's a classic, instant classic. You always want the instant classic at WrestleMania. But I feel like, especially nowadays in WrestleMania, the context of the show doesn't lend itself to having too many of these great matches. If you're in the main event, you can you kind of have the room to kill it. Um, but in the middle of the show, overthinking it and doing all these things, it, it, it just doesn't add up. I think once you look at the pace of the show, you look at Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn, kind of everything, you kind of, I would survey kind of the context of the show. It's like, where can I fit in to add something a little bit different? And, you right. know, I mean, Damian it was, out, it, so that was interesting. I, 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 it was the plug on that very, they, they pushed the button on that pretty early. It was the rare moment where actual story came out of it, where it was like, okay, I got to see what happens next. But also a strange, strange thing to have a match, which I thought was good. I thought the match was really good. It just wasn't for that show. That's like a, that's like a raw match where you can get a couple commercial breaks to get a break from it for a second. And I thought the finish was really good. I thought Edge was really good. Again, I feel like Edge was like, I seen what you did in New Japan. I want to do that. (laughs) And they did it. Instead of just having... A, a, a comeback edge match. Like, I still think he's got a good streak going. I don't think the match sucked. I just think it was not right for that night. I I, I would have rather them have a stipulation if they were going to do that. Absolutely. Um, Seamus Rich Holland defeats the New Day in under two minutes. Whatever, moving yeah, on. It was like, yeah, y'all, y'all got it. I mean, here is a go. Y'all want it. I don't No, Nobody cared. No, Nobody cared about that match. In, in the, Even if they do it on SmackDown, I still wouldn't care, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Uh, I'm happy Pete Dunn <laughs> appeared on WrestleMania. Uh, how about that? There you go. Yeah, there you go. I'm... Also, I mean, also on WrestleMania, Triple H came out, kicked off WrestleMania Sunday, threw his boots down in the ring. Surreal moment. Good moment. Good moment. Good moment. Great moment. Let's talk about the main event. The biggest match of all time. The World of Face All mm-hmm. match for the WWE Unified for the unified WWE Universal Championship, which is what we're calling this now. No, I think this is called, I think it's called Undisputed WWE Universal Champion. I think that's what they're calling them last night. I, I heard unified, but I'll I'll figure it out. But 
Because um, it keeps it undisputed. <clears throat> Roman Reigns defeats <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Right? We were right? I mean, yeah. I didn't expect anything different. I really didn't. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't anything. I didn't think this would be the end of the run. I think it was only going to continue with run. Okay, so they use Undisputed on the WWE.com. Okay. Yeah, I told you. Um, they kept saying it last night. They said it like 15 times last night. I felt like on commentary. Yeah, they kept saying Unified on commentary. But, um, you know, was it their best match? No. No? But... I mean, I guess we got it out the way. <laughs> it didn't need to be, man. People, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. People were tired, you know. Like, yeah, play the hits, <laughs> play the hits, and keep them going. Spear me. Was I expecting? Spear me through the damn barricade, you know, all the hits. Yeah, yeah, play the hits. Like it was just a, it was, it was. They've done this match a hundred times. This, this, this felt more. This felt more desperate. Then, then most where it was like they were both just trying to put each other away. It didn't feel, I didn't feel the blood feudness of it. I will say that that's my that's my lone complaint about I it. I didn't feel drama at all. I really didn't. Yeah, yeah. Other than when he took his gloves off, I I, I didn't feel the the oh I got I got to kill this nigga. You know what I'm saying? I didn't feel that. But I think the last half was good. The the spear counter into the Kimura was was really like cool. I I keep people keep getting this like. Have you been seeing like the concern? Like, oh, he's got it. He's gonna drop it. He's gonna drop title. He's not. They would have told you by now. They told you when Finn did it. <laughs> they would have told you. I, I don't get the. I don't get the concern about that. People keep saying I, it. I don't, I don't know when Roman is dropping this title, but it doesn't feel like anytime soon. There's no. And, not, and definitely not because of an injury. They have kept him off shows before. <laughs> They're not going to keep that. You might keep and, him off both shows, to be honest with you. Like, what's the point of having him jump back and forth between the show every week? And he, if he's a unified champion, he's in rare air. He is literally in God mode. He is in a different kind of space. At, you don't even don't, need him to be on the show every week. Exactly. If, if Even if he is injured, they're not going to tell you. Because <laughs> they'll just keep him off the show. Because he doesn't have to be on the show. What he, what he says on, like, I, I just feel like there was a bunch of concern about it. And I'm like, y'all need to relax. <laughs> like he's fine he's selling that's what he's supposed to do people doing like the zooming in to the deep sea scrolls and shit i'm like chill out y'all like they'll, they'll, they would have told y'all if he had to drop the title and plus the dirt sheets would have told you already anyway yeah. since seeing as though they know every damn thing <sighs> no bro that's right Monday. i was gonna i was gonna put a clip of the cody shit but we, we're going long as hell so yeah, let's just go yeah. straight to raw yeah it, it sounds like your voice is trying to come back trying to make a comeback <laughs> a little bit um monday night raw we opened up with cody rhodes he should have closed the show that's my only complaint about the show he should have closed i have several complaints about this show but <laughs> um i agree that he should have closed the show i think it would have added, added a lot more intrigue if if Roman does what he does in the closing of the show at the beginning of the show, I don't really feel as much <laughs> angst towards it or like feel like I wasted time or anything of the rather. Um, it was odd. It was a little. Odd. I thought I thought it was why this is the most MMG of all type shits. <laughs> the announcement of the announcement <laughs> for the release. Yeah, he came out. Came out. Thanks for coming, niggas. See you on Friday. <laughs> you got to experience me 
he didn't leave anybody yeah. home. He didn't leave him out with the acknowledge me. He was like, listen, acknowledge me. And everyone got there, acknowledge me. And then he was like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> there you go. Like, he didn't need anything else. Watch, watch on front. Listen, like I said, they, these motherfuckers was up and down the streets all weekend. I, I it. I agree. But I also feel like, so my issue with this raw kind of entirety, I feel I'm ready to move on to the next thing. Right. I don't want to see Street Profits versus Alpha Academy anymore. <laughs> I don't want to see whatever the tag team. I don't want to see Carmella, Corey Gray. I don't want to see that anymore. I'm ready to go. I don't want to see Finn constantly lose to Austin Theory anymore. Which I feel like you're going to. I feel like they're going to do that weird shit where they have him face them for the Finn title. And Finn's going to beat him again. Yeah. <laughs> and Finn's going to beat him again. I don't want any of that to happen. I'm ready to move on to the next thing. Cody adds a little bit of fresh air to the atmosphere of Monday Night Raw because I think it's another major player to the show. Yeah, Rhea's thing is kind of interesting. I get why they left the Bianca thing. Bianca should just should have just had her moment on Monday. I agree with that. Like, that's fine. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, no interruption, no nothing. You kind of letting it settle in. It's like she's champion. This is kind of where we're going with this. And you leave it there and you open up the door because the second one, hey, one, one thing I say about Bianca, the second round will be longer than the first one. I tell you I what. I agree. And, but you also don't want to, like you said to me in your text, you don't want to do sensory overload with everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, we got this ain't dynamite. This ain't dynamite. We don't got to do a debut every week. You know, we ain't got. <laughs> Got Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan in a championship contender match. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan lose the championship contender match, but Rhea Ripley is able to persuade Adam Bay, Adam Pierce, angle alert, angle alert. <laughs> to still give him another title match. I was like, I guess you didn't want them to lose. Angle alert. Yeah, I know, but they, yeah, yeah. But you didn't have to have them face each other. You could have just had a singles yeah, match. Or some something. Shit. <laughs> Liv, Liv, Liv could have still just lost. Um, what else? Oh, Ed, 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 what agent? Oh, the, yeah, go ahead. The, the no, the the because we're we're leaning into the same thing. I mean, Rhea Ripley is one of the you know rumored you know people to be included into Edge's new stable, which we saw kind of start to take form on Monday night. Um, got a little tweet on Brody mm-hmm. King saying mm-hmm. it's like if they bought House of Black on Wish.com. I mean, he already shops on Wish.com. So <laughs> I ain't never seen him in no designer in my life. Here's the thing. I feel like now the, the mere fact you brought attention to this now immediately is going to downplay whatever House of Black is doing, which is not a lot, just in general. <laughs> y'all are losing to the Dark Order. Y'all, like, y'all not doing a lot. These guys are going to start cooking on Monday Night Raw, and you're going to wish you hadn't put those two, you know, in contention for each other. And then I also think Edge will address it on Raw. I think Edge, you know. Got- well, Edge is definitely going to throw shots. Yeah, also, what- And pettiness to throw some shots. Like what the fuck? What what is wrong with y'all, bro? Like relax. Y'all don't have to say everything to everything. 
Y'all don't have to talk about you know what I'm saying? Just be cool, bro. Just be cool. It's Ed. Like, damn, just chill. Even Al- it's Ed. Just Malachi Black can't even say a word. He probably looking at this nigga like, yo, you fuck. Chill. <laughs> he's, he's saying, chill, I'm trying to go back. <laughs> oh my God. Well, all right. So here's one of the new things we got on Monday Night Raw. The debut of Elias' younger brother, Ezekiel. He looks good, man. I, I think his younger brother looks really cool. He looks good. And then, Fresh young talent. You, you, you need to grow a beard or something. No, I mean, you know, I think that his brother got the, the beard thing on lock and Ezekiel has a, I think Ezekiel has a good look. I, th- I think his brother, his look was kind of very bohemian and this guy clearly wants to just be a young upstart, you know, like he doesn't want to do the same thing. Well, I hope you don't have the same matches that Elias had because I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> Me too. I hope he has some high flying uh, offense. You know, I, I don't know what Kev- Kevin Owens was saying. I completely just saw just Ezekiel. I don't know. He called him Enrique, which is bad because now I'm never going to call him his fucking name anymore. <laughs> That's bad. E. Coli, Enrique, Eczema. I'm going to call him all types of shit. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> uh, sorry, for, sorry for anyone who suffers from that. Oh, <laughs> damn. Um, okay. Veer finally came. He looks good, man. I, I've never seen him. He looks, he looks real good. I think he's... I mean, he was on Raw before. He just had to come back. He was on Raw. He was... He, I think he looks it looks better. Rather. I don't think they have him doing this. He much. definitely looks better. I think the anticipation that they've been letting us do this for the last six to seven months um, definitely build up to the moment where it became kind of a running gag, but you also started taking it seriously and wanted to see Veer show up. And him being up Dominic Mysterio is kind of the way to go. Um, you know what I didn't like? I, I, did, I wish he wasn't a heel. I agree. Is that weird? I wish he was actually a babyface. It's giving me very Rusev. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't want to be a heel. I think he'd be a cooler, like a cool, swagged out baby face. Yeah, he's a handsome guy, man. He's a beautiful man. So, like Veer and Cody would make a Veer and Cody would make a really good tag team. I, I agree. Well, I, agree with that. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Um, but Cody and Colors. <laughs> He said, he said his is uh he accepted fault that his his promo with Anthony Agogo was absolutely tone deaf. I was like, oh, look at that, man. Look at that. Cody is on. I guess we got to get the Cody now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had to tell, he had to have a million people tell him that fucking promo was terrible before he was like, you know what? Maybe it was bad. What do you feel about him walking back everything he'd ever done, down to the Triple H thing, crying about Triple H? crying about Vince, saying Nick Khan was great. This guy's a good politician, huh? I think he's an amazing politician. Like, an amazing... He knows the right things to say. Don't grant it with me. I feel like... I don't know any of these people. I feel like the company also believes he's a great politician. (laughs) But they're in the same boat with one another right now. So we're just going to work with it. Because... At the end of the day, they all want the same goal. Um, but, you know, promo, I think the promo that, on Raw was, it was Cody. It was Cody, and it came off really well to WWE fans. And it came off as 
um, I, it really, really honest, really li- listen, they're behind him, man. Like he's, he's one of the biggest baby faces in that company right now and a company that needs a baby face like that. I, can I, it, it's just the, it's just the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, Here's the thing though. I hope he doesn't cut a promo like that every week. I don't need True. I don't need the politics. I don't need the tears. I don't need the this the belly. I don't need to be like risen up by Andre Day every fucking week. You know what I'm saying? At right. at, at some point it doesn't it's not going to be about you. It's going to be about what's in service to the program itself. So I think this is I'm giving him a pass for this promo because this is his return promo. This is him first talking back. And it was a good it was a good, it was promo. A good promo. But I don't want to see this every week. Give me this every right. week. I need you to be like now you gotta be ingrained in the system and now we gotta start like doing the fucking stupid shit. Um, and it looks like it looks like WrestleMania Backlash. We're gonna get Cody Seth part two. It looks um and he's gonna be a fixture and it's every week he said he's gonna be there every week and you know this is what we have to look forward to i I think he comes off really well he comes off as larger than life in a way that it looked funny when he did that shit in AEW, and you know people rightfully ragged on him for that because just the arenas were just smaller right and with with that wrestling show and what cody was doing it didn't fit the context of the show no he is a sports entertainer, and he made a sports entertainment presentation and everything. Like he is what you should aspire to be. Like he looked like he belonged there, and it looked like he hadn't met, missed a step. And that's why I, I'm not complete. Like I, I, w- I had to call a spade a spade over the weekend. I was like, yo, I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a fuck about any of this shit. And then when it, when this shit happened, and I saw everyone get excited, I was like, bro, I gotta call a spade a spade. Niggas is fucking with this. People are really fucking with this. And then the match was good. And I was like, yo, this was actually all right. Yeah. And then Monday was okay. W- will he let me down next week? That's completely possible. <laughs> That's completely possible. But for the first three, four days, from interviews all the way up, I'm going to call this bluff. And I'm, I'm going to let this play out. And I think a lot of people should. They should just let it play out. Bill gang, we're in the building. Um this is our next. This is our next project. It's Cody Rhodes. It's it's gonna be the biggest project. This was eh, you know. This uh, Brianka was eh. We knew. <laughs> it was eh. We knew. You can't keep good people down. Cody is the biggest hit. <laughs> That's the biggest. The biggest hit. What what's about to happen here? So yeah, we had an NXT title match on Monday Night Raw. I saw some uh, critiques on it, mainly because they said, "Why would you have?" Whatever happened on Saturday happened, and then why would you then do this now on Monday Night Raw? I thought it was simple. <laughs> yes, to get him a win on a show people fucking watch. <laughs> <That's simple. laughs> on the on the show on to get him on the Raw that people watch more than any other Raw of the year, and to do a title change on that Raw, by the way, and to do a title change. On that raw, so people can say maybe I know that's for sure. And to and to and to do it with with someone who they see as their next big guy, and to have a pretty damn good match, and say, "Damn, I didn't know NXT wasn't just fucking goofs and dorks anymore. They got real niggas there now." All right, I'm gonna go watch that. 
what they've done with the call-ups and stuff like that and the integration is organic. It just is. It is. Can't even lie. One final thing, I guess. Didn't expect this to be the note that we hang on. MVP. Uh, you know, betrays Bobby Lashley. He's now with almost. Where do we see mm-hmm. the future of almost now that he's aligned with MVP? He'll be on TV more often. He might even get a title. He might get a title shot soon. He might get a title because he got somebody that can talk for him and not, not just be his tag team partner. He needed this. He needed to grow. Bobby needs to to grow away from that. He he's a he's a. I see Bobby getting the title again if he's a babyface. You know. I don't know. It's really tough with the babyfaces and titles. I actually don't see Bobby getting because it's weird, right? Like Edge. Great run over the last two years as a babyface. I see him getting the title in this incarnation of his. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I see, I honestly see them all, them holding all the raw yeah. titles. And so if they, if they add, uh, Champa, I see. So WWE, always, I feel like they have this thing where like only heels can win or something along those lines, or you have to be bad to win. Chris Jericho never won the title as a face. Um, Ed. But then Bianca kind of flies in the face of yeah, that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, twice in a row, twi- twice in uh, twice in a year is crazy. I agree. I agree. But I feel like you know certain characters like Bobby. I don't know if he'll ever get it as a face. I'd be surprised if he did, because it's just easier to beat face Bobby than it is heel Bobby. <laughs> and Edge and Damian, you know, Damian Priest. I mean, this so this Edge and Damian Priest thing. Let's just just kind of close on here. It's a great. They, they tried to do. De- they tried to derail that so bad, and I thought that Damien showed a lot of uh, resiliency during that segment. Well, he, by Edge. <laughs> Edge standing right next to him. Huh? I said, I feel like he has to impress Edge. Like, Edge is standing right next to him. He's got to be like, yo, I got to be on my P's and Q's right now. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I thought Ed, the uh, very telling idiots, was hilarious. They tried to they tried to throw that off so much, and they got, and they managed to, like, like Damien looked like a, a pro out there. Um. Okay. When when he um, was like, yeah, <laughs> like we are sheep, we are sheep, we are losers, and and stuff like that. Like it, they they tried to they tried to do the the raw the mania shit, and I was like, these the raw, edge for one edge is the wrong person to try that shit with. So I don't even know who told them who who put them up to that because edge is the wrong person. He's too also, good. Y'all try that shit too late. Y'all was asleep more than half the fucking show. <laughs> it was it was it was like ten forty when yeah, they tried. Yeah, y'all want to wake up and fucking. 30 and start a rockets if y'all don't sit y'all asses down that's why roman left roman was like yo i got time for you enjoy the rest of the show fuck you idiots i thought it was good i i i i need a name and i need for them because when edge speaks it doesn't seem to be like a spooky like a spooky uh you know like a spooky crew it doesn't seem like it's gonna be that because he seems like he's just like a more a, a, a creepy motivational speaker the suit. But, I don't like the suit thing. I don't know. It's just weird. Ugh. I think he looks dapper in the suit. I think I think Damien looks better than whatever the hell he I, used to I, be I wearing. I think Damien looks better. I don't know about Edge. Edge to me in a suit is always just because like I know he's not a suit guy, but I mean he is for this gimmick because he got to make it work. But like we also got like eight other suit guys on the roster, so I don't know. It's just maybe I need I need new flavors from Edge. 
in in the suit game, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So I think we've got the majority of your voice back. <laughs> yeah, a lot With of it. Besides, it's in and out. <laughs> it's in and out. Um. So I want to actually thank everybody who's listening for you know continuing to listen, even though this man absolutely had the time of his life at WrestleMania and he's still dealing with the the casualties of it all. But nonetheless, we still provided damn near two hours of, you know, of talking about wrestling for you guys. And we continue to do this every week on the A Show. You can subscribe to the A Show at the A Show on RNC Radio and anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Um you can subscribe to the A Show on Twitter at the A Show RNC. You can follow myself at Meals TV. You can follow Justin at OG Johnny Five. Make sure you guys also follow the Black Print on you know the Black Prince feed as well. We got so much stuff going on. You know the new collaboration with Amazon's AMP app. Make sure you guys tune into that. This is a big thing from RNC Radio. So you know we love you guys to continue to support us in every endeavor that we have. Um, and of course, I expect. I mean, I'm sure Cyrus. I don't know if he'll be losing his voice at the end of this, but he'll be back later this week for the war report. Um, and we're still going to throw up some Patreon shows on the main feed. So make sure you guys stay tuned to that. We're going to throw up some Patreon. Thank you guys. This has been one year of Patreon support for us. And this has been an amazing year. And we can't thank you guys enough for, you know, we've thought of so many different ways of how to continue to build our service. And this is just kind of one of them that we've been talking about for years. And for you guys to continue to support us for an entire year means the world to us. So thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you to, again, we didn't say we were going to say this on the main feed. We said it on the Patreon. Thank you to everyone who appeared on our WrestleMania prediction show, Trevor, Mimi, the whole crew, the a show crew and everyone in between. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're back. More episodes coming down the pipeline. Thank you guys for tuning in. Any final words, Justin? No. (laughs) Well said. We will see you guys next week. Take care.